0: Simply put, JIRA is the number one software development planning tool. What we do is taking really massive, complex projects and enabling customers to break down those projects into manageable chunks so you can actually go and implement those. We live and breathe what we sell, and, and that's collaboration tools and collaboration software. As the head of engineering, a lot of my responsibility is to ensure that our teams are operating as effectively as possible, not just from a developer coding perspective, but
1: how can we make sure Welcome to another installment of Jamstack Radio. On the line, I've got Zach Islam. Uh, Zach, introduce yourself and let us know uh, what you're doing at Atlassian. Absolutely. Uh,
0: Brian, first of all, thanks a ton for having me here. I'm really excited. So. I'm the head of engineering for the Jira platform team. So basically, my responsibilities can be split into two core areas. One is the managing the Jira experience, or what we call the Jira experience. And of course, the other is every platform team owns the infrastructure components of it. So what's the Jira experience? Well, it's the consistency that our customers get and our users get from using uh, Jira. So things like managing issues, creating issues, uh, deleting issues, and of course, things like configuring your product Projects and all that. So, uh, as you may know, we've got a couple of different products: Jira Software, Jira Service Desk, and just in our last summit, we announced Jira Ops. So, you know, across all of those products, we provide that Jira experience. And of course, what happens behind the scenes at the infrastructure layer is just keeping JIRA alive. So um, uh, you know capacity planning, making sure our logs are getting rotated, uh, making sure that we you know security is, is, is locked down, uh, the database is scaled properly. So um, so a bit, bit of both uh, you know some customer experience areas uh, and a lot of infrastructure stuff. So that's JIRA platform in a nutshell.
1: Yeah. So uh, before we move on more about uh, what you're doing day to day and what Jira is like planning for the future, can you just zoom back and let's talk about like what Jira is? I have the privilege of using Jira uh, two companies ago, so I have firsthand knowledge. I've worked with a lot of PMs that are using it, but can you explain a little more of like why and who is using Jira? Yes, absolutely. You know, simply put, Jira
0: is the number one software development planning tool. Right. That's uh, that's what we do. That's our bread and butter. Is taking really massive, complex projects and enabling customers that range from project managers, product managers, to developers, to break down those really complex projects into manageable chunks so you can actually go and implement those, right? And what you get out of that is that predictability, that reporting, wherein things are off track, you get those early signals where, you know, project managers can say, "Uh uh-oh, is it time for us to de-scope things to meet our timelines? Or dev managers can say, mm, "My teams aren't working hard." Uh, I'm sure my team doesn't want to hear that, but you know, sometimes that does happen.
1: Yeah. So I remember when I used Jira uh, back. Actually, it was my first dev job, actually, and uh, we had like the uh, the point system uh, to be able to qualify like the level of tickets. Is that something that came out of uh, Jira, or is that this part of like product management and that sort of like? I don't even know where it came from, so I'm just curious if you knew.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I, I know we've done a lot of work to innovate and disrupt how agile is adopted. So I think it's a mix of contributions from from various, you know, agile manifestos and whatnot. What I do know is we've made it much easier to manage and track all of that.
1: Okay, yeah, cool. And as you mentioned the the word agile, is sort of I, now I remember actually the book, the the original book that came out, and a lot of the uh, talks that around that time. Uh, I think that's actually where the point system came, but I think you guys sort of like—that's right. You've sort of owned it as far as me seeing it in the wild, um, and this, I think it's pretty elegant of how you can sort of track tickets. And I remember at this time, I was actually taking all the low-level uh, tickets at one time, uh, my first engineering job, and it's like the week I learned Vim is by doing all level ones. So I originally um, you, you got invited to come onto this podcast. And I originally wanted to talk about this whole trend between microservices and monoliths. So you had mentioned Jira being able to uh, take large projects and scale them and manage them, but there's like a larger trend of people moving towards having multiple small projects. So how does Jira sort of approach that? I've read an article specifically in, in lastian Blog, but I'm curious if you, what your perspective is on Jira and how they manage that going forward. You know,
0: if you take a look at how most companies are, are working now, you know, back in the day, it used to be, let's go do big planning, you know, big requirement stocks, use cases and all those different things. And then you hand over those requirements to the development team, uh, the development team goes and builds a whole bunch of things. And of course, it's going to be the wrong thing, right? So you you launch this thing and your customers are unhappy. Well, um, Agile aims to solve all of that, right? And the way that Agile aims to solve some of that, some of those problems is to build software in a much more iterative way. And what we also know is when you have really large, complex teams, communication is a huge, huge challenge. So you know, with with Jira, what you can leverage do is basically once you've taken your big complex projects, um, put it into your roadmap and and laid out a visual reference of how the project is going to be managed. Uh, you have a nice backlog of user stories and task breakdowns and proper estimates of how you're going to actually tackle this project. What you can do is basically take those small chunks and hand it off to teams to go and implement. And you can manage those dependencies through retrospectives. And you know, that's where a lot of uh, Confluence also comes in, to be honest, as part of our larger project management and collaboration story. Because Jira helps you manage the day-to-day, whereas Confluence helps you manage the overall project, uh, You know the, the vision, the charter, the retrospectives, and so on. So it's really a mix of those two tools that enable customers not just Manage projects, but also you know how you're making progress towards a vision.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Confluence, actually, it's, I'm glad you mentioned that. It's actually a, a great product within the Atlassian suite. And uh, I was actually just in Atlanta talking to a couple folks uh, at a conference, and they they mentioned that the, the reason they pay for Atlassian wasn't because of Big Bucket or Jira, it was actually because of Confluence and the way to sort of store historical data and where the project came from. I'm, sh- I'm sure the Confluence team would love to hear that, and I'll, I'll make sure they hear that. Yeah. So, uh, so you mentioned Confluence, and can we talk a little bit about Atlassian? Like, how does Jira fit within the all these little pillars and pieces of the Atlassian suite? Absolutely. So we have a couple of different
0: Jira products. So I'll focus in on Jira software, which is what a lot of, you know, the, the listeners on the show will be uh, familiar with. And basically Jira software is the software development planning tool, allowing you to take, you know, like, like I mentioned, these massive use cases, breaking it down, building out your roadmap, breaking it down to task level and and running your sprints. So that's the day to day tracking. Then you have Confluence, which would actually, uh, you know, is, is more of our uh, content management. Platform that allows customers to store the vision, track, you know, use things like uh, retros and just day-to-day collaboration of, hey, I'm going to throw up a design doc here. Let me share it out with my team. And get their feedback very quickly. So I think that's really what Confluence is powerful for. And of course, you have Jira Service Desk, which is geared much more towards service desk type roles, where uh, you know your agents and your operators are managing incoming tickets and making sure that your your customers are happy. You're not missing your SLAs. The last one that I wanted to touch on was you know I, we have quite a few products, but the last one I'll touch on is Bitbucket, and that's really targeted towards developers for code hosting. Awesome code reviews, and of course, with Bitbucket pipelines, uh, direct integration into you know your your infrastructure deploying your code into various environments and and whatnot. With and deep integration with your software, so when you've finished working on an issue and your code is deployed, you know that it's now done done. And you know that's one of the things that's really difficult to track if you've ever been in a manager role is when is your story really done? Is it when your engineers pushed it and it's now it's in, in Git or is the code actually running on the production host? So, you know, those three platforms that I just talked about allows uh, software teams to manage their work uh, really effectively.
1: Yeah. And like I would even say like it might not even be done until even after you ship it and it's in live in production. It could be done once you stop getting issue tickets and support desk tickets about this uh this, this problem that she keeps surfacing or even feedback. I know a lot of times with uh, my PMs, they like to talk about like the response on Twitter or hacker news if they, if it actually gets that far. And then it's just simple conversations and support. Like, did somebody like this feature? Is somebody having struggling with this feature? Is there enough documentation on this feature? And that's sort of the cool thing about Jira and the whole is the suite is that you can sort of track. The history of like where this came from, who shipped the feature, what team was it responsible to, maybe who has the expertise to sort of improve or fix or add on to this uh, going forward. So that's what it sounds like you were saying. Absolutely, and
0: and you know, software development is changing every day, especially with the adoption of cloud. So you know, to touch on your point, back in the day, even back you know five six years ago, you could package up a software. Right on your site, customers would download it, and you would have no idea what was going on with AWS. It's changing the way we manage and operate software now. So it actually, you know, doesn't even end once it's in production. You now have to support it. So yeah. uh, it's it's evolving, and and you know, Jira plays a critical role in helping our customers manage, you know, post-production incidents and and whatnot. So lots going on there, and and really excited to be playing in this space.
1: Yeah, and it, it with the whole agile uh, method, it seems like agile sort of like changed the game as far. As- is how we approach shipping software, I'd say. Like even the whole purpose for this podcast, Jamstack Radio. Like we're changing the way we're sort of approach developing projects. Now we're we're really tapping into agile. Well, now we're tapping into uh, CI and sort of letting automation deploy our, our, our stuff for us, or our code for us, get it to live uh, in front of people. So the speed at which that we're now developing and that we can develop is like kind of overwhelming to the point where you can. It's hard to sort of manage all these ideas and these thoughts and. Especially if you're a smaller team, uh, which is like the power of having some sort of project management solution for you. Um, I know you, you're in head of engineering for GR. I also use another product. I guess this is like the, this is the Atlassian show at this point. But I, I uh, use another product that I use for my personal like organization, which is Trello. And I literally use Trello for ideas of projects and learning. So if there's a new technology that I want to sort of approach. I just add, create a Trello board and add a bunch of documentation or a bunch of tutorials into the Trello board. And that's sort of the, my managing of my life and my, my future sort of technical uh, learnings. Though I don't use Jira day to day, and I haven't actually for uh, some time, but it's the same approach I use in Trello. It's the same thing I use that you could use for Jira as far as like researching and developing new features and products.
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I I use Trello every day and it really helps with the unstructured work. Uh, I know I sound like I've thought so deeply about this, but I haven't. But, you know, not not, not kind of listening to you talk about it, uh, it really helps with that day to day. Whereas Jira is a little bit more structured and helps with team collaboration and just the things that we have. So, a huge fan of Trello. You know, we work with
1: them uh, all the time on on, uh, sharing ideas. That's awesome. So, you're in Sydney. And I know there's an office here in SF. There's another office in Mountain View and a couple other places. So, how much cross collaboration happens within Atlassian? So, if you're working in Jira, how much talk do you actually get to talk with the Trello? And sort to of see what's going on there.
0: You know, I'm, I'm talking to the Trello team at least once or twice a week. At least at the leadership level, we we get to connect. One of Atlassian's Secret sauce is is the is how collaborative the environment is, and I think we, we live and breathe what we sell, I guess, in a way, and and that's collaboration tools and collaboration software, and you know because we utilize all of that internally, I guess you know uh, dog fooding everything. We've built this culture where we're constantly talking to each
1: other, sharing ideas. So a lot of day to day interactions are happening. Yeah, that's good to hear. Yeah, I mean that's only this. Creating that sort of cohesion between all these suites. I mean, it's it's good for the Atlassian business for sure. I'm, I'm sure it's great for Jira. So it's good to hear that these these things are talking. That's like the biggest question, I think, when Trello was acquired by Atlassian, sort of like everybody loved this product. And it was like sort of like their home away from Jira. Like this is where I can sort of do my own side projects and just use Trello. But yeah, if there's an integration to sort of like maybe step up into Jira if, if your project becomes big enough, I think what a lot of what we're seeing is. Um, a lot of the small companies, small startups, they'll start on a hack day or a hack weekend or a side project and they use all these free tools and then they grow out of them. So it sounds like Atlassian sort of can get you that sort of stepping stone into other things. Is that correct?
0: That's exactly the way we look at it internally. Is It's great to get your unstructured work, unstructured thinking put into Trello and off you go. You have a list. You have a bunch of cards, and uh, you can get going. As you get a few more people into the mix, uh, what you realize is, okay, who's working on what? We need to start tracking the velocity of the team, how many stories are being moved from to do to, uh-oh, back to estimation, and, and so on. And I think that's really where we see our, a lot of customers graduate into, into Jira. But uh, we're also learning a ton from Trello because uh, we also know customers love Trello. That's why we, uh, you know, Bought Trello, I guess, and, uh, and and work with them closely.
1: Excellent. So this is a more of a personal question too. Since you're a head of engineering, Jira, how much of product management are right now? Do you feel like you're more of a product manager that you're working on a product manager tool? Jira has a broad applicability, right? And you can
0: really use it to. Um, uh, I'll say this again, for the sake of it, uh, it's to re- allow you to break down those really complex pieces of work into manageable chunks. And as, as the head of engineering, a lot of my responsibility is to ensure that our teams are operating as effectively as possible. Not just um, you know from a from a developer coding perspective, but how can we unblock them? How can we make sure that the right requirements get to the right person? Uh, you know, and and whatnot. So for me, I use Jira as a as, as more of a planning tool to keep track of how my team is operating yeah I, I also know that my counterparts in the organization use it very differently you know internally we have uh, stories of uh, product managers using JIRA to plan how their kids will, will manage chores at home so uh, there, there's some really I, th- I think there's actually a blog out there somewhere about
1: that so if you can dream of it I'm sure you can throw it into JIRA wow that'd be excellent so I have a five-year-old and we have the gold star system so like you basically brush your teeth, you get a gold star, and if you get like twenty gold stars, you get like a small thing from Target. Like that's sort of our system that we have.
0: Brian, you have to graduate to uh, uh, virtual stars now.
1: Yeah, right. I just <laughs> need him to log into Jira and be like, okay, that's right. Wake up before you eat breakfast. Open up your email. <laughs> <laughs> Time to get through those uh, tickets. Oh no, I'm sure your kids are gonna love you. I'm not sure if that would be borderline uh, child abuse or not, but. Uh, yeah, I'm all for it. If my son becomes uh, the next awesome PM or engineer, then uh, I guess he'll be worth it. Brian, let's just call it a good experiment. How's that? If it works, yeah. fantastic. Right, uh, you'll you'll be at my TED talk or my <laughs> court hearing in I look, uh, the next few years. I look forward to both. You mentioned some uh, stories for uh, internal usage. Uh, what's like the best sort of story for Jira usage uh, externally? Any companies to note that are using Jira?
0: Yeah, you know, we we recently went and visited a car manufacturer, and it was really interesting to see how this company was actually leveraging uh, Jira to make sure they track what piece of code is deployed to production and and whatnot. And they use Jira essentially as a as a core in their planning process to ensure that you know what's actually out. In, in front of customers and what functionality is our customers using? So it's really interesting to see how critical Jira has become for companies that actually utilize agile processes and they want to optimize for moving really fast. So that was a really, really cool story. You know, we have a bunch of use cases from Dropbox, Airbnb and Lyft, you know, kind of posted out there. So, so it's, it's really inspiring
1: to see how Jira helps these companies operate so much more effectively. Yeah, and you had mentioned too the Atlassian summit you guys just had. Can you talk more about that? I actually wasn't aware that you guys do a summit. Yeah, so we have one coming up in Las Vegas in in April. I think it's at
0: the end of April. So basically, you know, it's a really a gathering place for Atlassian product users. We are really excited about it. We have a couple of different tracks, like most conferences. You know, we have the technology track where you where you learn about how other software teams are utilizing Jira and Confluence and Bitbucket and, you know, how are they managing projects and whatnot. We have a leadership track where you get to hear about how, you know, product managers and even development managers and, and heads of engineering and C level folks are influencing their teams and how they're operating effectively, uh, completely on you know, not product related. So so it's a huge conference. Uh, you know, last year we had it in Barcelona in October, November timeframe, and uh, you know we uh, unveiled a couple of products and, and ops, You know, we recently uh, acquired Ops Genie as well. So oh, nice. that's where we announced that. So lots of you know big exciting news happens out of
1: our summits as well. Excellent. Yeah. Look forward to hearing more about that in the future. And also looking for probably those case studies, probably. I'm sure it's somewhere on a sales page somewhere, but uh, definitely check that out. Yeah. You know,
0: if you're interested in in the summit, it's in Las Vegas from April 9th to 11th. So definitely check that out.
1: Cool. So as we sort of wind down, is there anything else? You sort of hidden features or success stories from Jira you want to sort of cover?
0: Yeah, you know, uh, we've gone through a massive change internally, and uh, our our change and our success for Jira has been moving over from uh, behind the firewall solution to moving us into into AWS, which allows us to uh, reduce our downtime, improves our our, our developer productivity. Uh, you know, we've seen a great uptake in our customer feedback when it comes to uh, the Speed of Jira and you know all the things that we've been doing. So our focus has really has been around how do we continue to deliver value to customers through by reducing the complexity of Jira. And uh, we love the feedback. And if you you know uh, keep keep them coming. And uh, we're really excited about how our customers use it.
1: And uh, if you feel like you've got a great story, please don't hesitate to share that with us. Cool. And you mentioned uh, taking on the firewall. Do you guys have an API for Jira too, in case someone wants to sort of build in some sort of next level features for themselves?
0: Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's part of our developer ecosystem. Definitely check it out. We work very closely with our ecosystem partners and our marketplace vendors and and whatnot. So that's an area that we'll continue to innovate in. So
1: definitely check out the APIs. Awesome. So cool, Zach, thanks for talking about JIRA and what you're doing there at Lasian. I do want to transition us into picks. So these are jam picks. These are picks that are literally keep us jamming. Uh, it can be music, food, technology picks, side projects, JIRA, Kanban boards as well. if that if you have a, a really cool example, you want to go more in detail uh, on how you sort of uh, manage your kids. But regardless, I am gonna start with my picks, uh, if you don't mind. Uh, so my first pick is the Black Panther soundtrack. So Black Panther got like nine no- nominations. Uh, I think it's one less than A Star Is Born. So I, I'm pretty happy. I love the movie. I love that it was based here. Part of it was based here in Oakland, just down the street from me. And uh, the soundtrack is amazing. Not just because it's got all like the cutting edge trap and Kendrick Lamar, but also the soundtrack for the score of the movie. Um, they literally based so every time uh like the the antagonist Killmonger was on the screen, he actually had a theme song. And it was very subtle. Uh, and then every time um, Black Panther actually was on screen, he had a theme song. And a lot of people don't really pick up on this unless you were like watched it twenty times like most people did, which is why I did so well. My next pick is gonna be Song Exploder, which is uh it was a pick previously here on this podcast, but this specific episode on Black Panther's soundtrack, it's really fascinating. I happened to be the director. I actually went to school with this uh, musician that actually created the score for Black Panther, uh, so that's sort of the connection. It was sort of like uh, friends making making music, but it turned out to be extremely amazing. So definitely check out Song Exploder that episode to find out why this got so many nominations. The soundtrack in particular got so many nominations. So those are those are my two picks. Uh, just go watch Black Panther and make sure you, if you know anybody in Hollywood, tell them to uh, to vote for it.
0: Awesome, I'll, I'll share mine. So my, my therapy away from uh, the day-to-day of managing massive teams and, and building massively scalable stuff is, uh, is cooking. So that's my therapy on the weekend. Lately, I've been getting into uh, slow cooking and uh, and, and smoking uh, meat. So I, I bought myself a Weber. Nice. Uh, I, I just I moved to Australia about you know eight months ago. So what do you do on the weekends? You you barbecue. So yeah, you put um, a trump um, on the barbie, right? Is that uh, what they say? Absolutely, abso- I won't repeat that, but you're absolutely <laughs> right. Yeah, I,
1: I don't want yeah, to. it. if get, you want uh, to keep your friends in Australia, don't say I, that.
0: I, I certainly do. Uh, so, but you know, I'm glad one of us said it, and it was you. Uh, so that's that's been my that's been my jam on the weekends, and uh, uh, uh my second. Second one has been actually, uh, if it weren't for doing what I do now, I would actually be a pilot. So in the next two to three weeks, uh, I, I just had my birthday, and uh, my wife got me a flight experience pass. So I cannot wait to go back to uh, go back to flying again. So I, I think I my my license is expired by now, but uh, I can't wait to go back to it. So uh, that's that's uh, hopefully. It doesn't cut into cooking time,
1: but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I have two follow-ups. One, what's your favorite thing to cook on the barbecue at this point? Uh, beef ribs can't go wrong. Okay,
0: slow cook it for about six hours and then smoke it for about two. That's a good weekend.
1: Nice. All right, I'll make note of that uh, once I get my grill. Unfortunately, my backyard is an alley, um, <laughs> and people complain when you start smoking meats in the alley. It's also not very good for urban areas. So fire department does not like that. Second thing is. You mentioned you already had a license that's going to expire. So, you were flying planes for how long?
0: I was. I was flying planes for about uh, four years. Uh, so, that was really fun. And, you know, I had to cut that back as, as work and uh, kids had picked up. Yeah. So, uh, every weekend you think, hey, I should go do that again. But you just keep making excuses. And, you know, you, you know the rest of the story.
1: Yep. I've got a lot of half built things. No pilot's license, <laughs> but definitely a lot of half built projects for sure that I should probably get in JIRA so I can manage that. For sure. I, I hope you do. And I, I know I know we we'll at least we'll make you feel guilty. It's gonna be up there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excellent. So Zach, thanks you very much for coming on and chatting about Jira. And uh listeners, keep spreading the jam. That's all the time we have for today. If you're interested in being a guest on the show or if you'd like to suggest a topic, find us on Twitter at Jamstack Radio.